Welcome to the soon-to-be-award-winning Companion Chapel Everyday Bible Study Podcast. My name is Mike, coming to you from the Great Lakes area of beautiful Ontario, Canada, on this gorgeous Thursday, February 10th, day 221. We got a topical lesson today. It's about the pandemic. Do you think the Lord Jesus Christ would leave us out in the dark about the pandemic? Absolutely not. There's so much written in the Bible about the pandemic in these end times, and we're going to talk about that today, and we're going to document everything we say. But first, we have to introduce our special guest. You know her. You love her. It's none other than Tammy Lynn with the hyphen. How's it going, Tammy? Uh, it's going good. You had to think about now, that? Do you know, Tammy, like, you it, say everybody loves her. Maybe some people don't like me. Um, Tammy, I'd just like to say you're likable. And I know you've been watching a lot of TikToks, so you're TikTok smarter. <laughs> you're, you've TikToked your brain into being more smarter. Anyways, let's talk about the Companion Chapel's registered nonprofit ministry. This Bible teaching podcast is only possible with your donations. Give it up for God and your whole human family at companionchapel.com. How are you blessing others with the blessings God has given you? This podcast depends on God's provisions through you. Email address is companionchapel at gmail.com. Drop us a kite, man. I'm telling you. Let us know any questions or comments that you have. And always remember... Play nice or go play somewhere else. Right, Tammy? I've said that to you for years. And we're going to get into this about the pandemic. Of course it's mentioned in the Bible. And everything leading up to the pandemic is mentioned in the Bible to the letter for you. God is, was, and always will be. And so is his words, are his words, was his words. And always remember, all God's prophecies occur and develop in partial and preliminary happenings before they become fulfilled and permanent. Now, for example, we're going to go over something like that when right here, please turn with me in your Bibles. Enough said. Please turn with me in your Bibles to Matthew chapter 24. And we're going to go to verse 1. That's Matthew chapter 24, verse 1. And it's all about the pandemic and these end times leading up to the end times. God is the God of certainty. And we're going to get some stability, some safety, some security, and some certainty right now. Watch this. Matthew 24, verse 1. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple, and his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. Yeah, they're giving Jesus Christ a little tour here of the church buildings. And Jesus said unto them, See you not all these things? Truly I say unto you, there shall not be left one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. Okay, now... I just finished saying that all God's prophecies occur and develop in historical, preliminary, and partial happenings for examples to us in the end times. God's word is, or God's word was, is, and always will be, and so are his prophecies. Now, the prophecy of this came to pass partially, but it's not fulfilled yet. Because when Jesus Christ says, not one stone on top of another, dude, that's sand. And you can go there and see these temple buildings, there's still walls standing. They still stand there and say their prayers against them. What Jesus Christ said, not one stone on top of another. Yeah, in AD 70, some tin horn general named Titus boogied through there and ruined everything. And that's what military armies do. They go and ruin everything, then they plant a flag and think they won. But yeah, they knock down all the walls, but not all of them, because, for example, the West Wall's still there. And you can go touch it. You can go see. You can go say your prayers against it. And no, Jesus Christ was standing right there looking at those walls saying, Dude, <clears throat> the end times aren't going to happen. The absolute seventh vial seal of Trump aren't going to happen until that wall 
is bashed down into sand. That's not one stone on top of another. But watch this. This is so simple, and it's so refreshingly simple. Verse 3. And he sat upon the Mount of Olives. The disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, now watch these three questions. When shall these things be? Question number one. And what shall be the signs of thy coming? Question number two. And when is the end of the world going to happen? This age. When is God going to finish his circuit that we talked about from Genesis chapter 1, Psalms 19, his circuit on this flesh age? God told us how long this flesh age would last. He left a sign, Jeremiah chapter 20, verse 30. He left a sign in Egypt that we talk about when we study Psalms 19, when we study Genesis chapter 1. Okay, so, okay, Jesus Christ is going to answer this for us right here, right now. Now watch this. Tammy, are you watching? <laughs> Tammy? Are you still <laughs> yeah, there? I'm watching. <laughs> okay. Okay. <clears throat> I should say pay attention, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. Ready? Verse 4. Yes. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come, representing my name is what's said in, in the manuscripts, okay? Come in my name and deceive many. Okay? Claiming, I am Christ. I am sent out by Christ. Now watch this. It's, we're going to go to... There's your first great warning. Now that's that's runs through the Bible like a clothesline as a warning to you. Do not be deceived. So, where else does it talk about this? And we're going to get to the pandemic, don't worry, in great detail, which is great. Revelation chapter 6. So we're going to flip back and forth. We're going to go use the seals. We could use the chomps. We could use the vials. But today we're just going to use the seals. Now the seals reveal the details of the source of the tribulations of Satan of these times right now. Okay? That's what we're going through at this moment. Obviously, look at planet Earth. Troubles, turmoils, disorder, chaos. But Jesus Christ is going to tell us a lot better than I ever could. So watch this. And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals. Who's the Lamb? Our Lord Jesus Christ. And I heard... As it were, the noise of thunder, one of the four, this is God's living creatures, saying, come and see. Okay, if it's the noise of thunder and you heard, there's no ignoring it. Like it's, it's thundering. This word beast here, I have to quickly comment on the word beast, okay? I don't know what the translators were thinking, but you got to give it up for the translators. They did their best. They weren't biblical scholars. But these guys dumped the word beast like nobody's business, in the, especially in the New Testament. Like they just, uh, I could just see them sitting there on a Friday afternoon of a long weekend. One of the guys going like, Frank and Joe, translator. Frank's like, uh, what word should I put in your Joe? And Joe's like, hey man, it's Friday afternoon, long weekend. You want to ride home? Just put beasts in there. Let's go. Right, Tammy? Do you think that happened? No. Okay, well, anyway. They, <laughs> <laughs> they put the word beast in here. And the and this word is the Greek word zone. Okay, it means living creature. It's used twenty times in the book of Revelations, and the translators had no business using the word beast from the Greek word zone. These four living creatures dwell permanently on the four corners of God's throne, giving glory, honor, and thanks to him, Revelation four six. They are active participants in God's plans and purposes to rid the universe of evil. 
they exist in immaculate solidarity with God's governmental perfection written in the councils of eternity. So I'm not going to use the word beast there. But in Revelation chapter 6, and se or chapter six verse 7, and then verse 8, they use the word beast again and beast again. Okay, well, in verse 7, it's this. God's living creatures that live on his throne described in the book of Ezekiel. And the next word beast in the next verse is a totally different word, therion, and we're going to get to that soon enough. But I had to go over the beast thing here because people just can't get over that. It says beast there, Michael. No, it's living creature, God's living entities that protect his throne. They're on each corner, okay? And they are active participants in, the, in what's going on, as I just finished saying. And I saw, behold, a white horse, and he that sat on him had a bow, and a crown was given unto him, and he went forth conquering and to conquer. Okay, so we translate within the Bible because the Bible contains its own glossary. Now, the glossary is not those artist depictions of some horse with some guy flying down out of the clouds. It's ridiculous. Get that out of your mind. Horse throughout the Bible, when you translate within the Bible, means power. White means purity. This one has a crown. This one has some kind of crowning authority. And don't forget, this word bow, and always remember, I think, I'll just, okay, the word bow, it means a toxic focused power. It has a focused delivery right to the, right to the iris of your eye. And this one is teachings by a leader. Okay, this is a crowning authority. Now, people allow mankind's imaginative reasonings to be their religious authority, like science, the global media news outlets, ministers and preachers using the Bible like a random book of quotes. Always remember that religion simply means a particular system of faith. Religion is the pursuit of significance to which someone associates a great importance. Here we have this false Christ going forth to make war on the saints, but Satan comes in peacefully and prosperously. Satan's greatest trick is to convince the whole world that he doesn't exist. We have to go to um, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 13 to 15. For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, disguising themselves into the apostles of Christ. This is the great warning. That Jesus Christ just said, the first seal, the first warning leading up to this pandemic, a great deception. Do not be deceived. It's called the great apostasy in the book of Thessalonians. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed. That's disguised to participate in the proximity of these ministers into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as the ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. There you have it. That is number one. White horse. Deception. They're trying to change your train of thought by deceiving you. Always remember that when, when you look at uh, what does the global media have? Just Satan's trademark stamp of evil. Clutter. And clutter is the enemy of clarity. And doubt is the currency of clutter. God's word will give you safety, security, stability, certainty. So apply that to verse 1 here. This horse is, or this seal's been wide open for a long time. There's no ignoring it. 
And that's our Lord Jesus Christ's first warning. Now, I just quickly have to say, I got an email, and it said, No, Michael, the first, like, if it's on a white horse, it's got to be Jesus Christ. Uh, well, Revelation chapter 19, if it would have killed you to turn a few more pages, will show you what the, the true Lord Jesus Christ and the true white horse. Antichrist means instead of Christ. And if this was our Lord Jesus Christ, then after it came wars and wars and rumors of wars and troubles and conflicts and famines and pestilence. No, when Jesus Christ shows back up on the scene, it, it, all, he's going to wipe away all tears. So this is the fake, the false, the deception. Back to Matthew chapter 24, Tammy. Can you dig it? Watch this. Are you there, Tammy? I am here, Michael. And I didn't have a page mark here. There's your first great warning. That's your global media changing your train of thought. Changing. And we're going to talk about that a little, little later, okay? Here is number two. Jesus Christ telling us all things. And you shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that you be not troubled, for all these things must yet come to pass, but the end is not yet. For nation shall rise against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. Stop there. Okay, did he, did he tell us again about this? Obviously he did. The next seal, which is wide open. And when he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, Come and see. And there went out a horse, that's power, that was red, and power was given unto him that sat there upon it to take peace from the earth, that they should kill one another, and there was given unto him a great sword. This is crazy good. Watch this. Red is always military power. Okay? Conflict, troubles, you know, conflicts, unrest. This is the system's... Satan's systems fight each other and they end up destroying each other. And we learned about that in the book of Psalms and we learned about that in this book of Revelation, which we've taught many times, haven't we, Tammy? That yes, we Satan's have. systems implode on themselves. Evil destroys itself from within. Now, peace is not natural in the hearts of mankind. It's, it's just natural for mankind to war. And that's what we, what we have on the planet today. Never has there been a time when there's been worldwide deception. Satan is the schoolmaster of the global media to change our train of thought. Never has there been more military hardware on planet Earth. There's people starving on planet Earth. Absolutely starving. There's people enslaved to money. Like, slavery is just another word for employee. Now, there's bad slave stories. There's bad employee stories also. But to be an employee, you're just a slave. You're a slave to money, to, then you die. But there's never been more w money spent on military hardware ready to just annihilate each other. Russia just teaming up with China just the other day. That's scary. Now, United States is scrambling after they couldn't even beat the Taliban after 20 years. <laughs> like, come on. But the war machine is on. The conflicts, troubles. There's like 150 armed conflicts on planet Earth right now. So there's there's the second seal. That's wide well, open. I, I just have to chime in there for a second that I don't believe that the U.S. ever went with the intentions of getting rid of the Taliban. Well, let's just... Um, because wars make a lot of money. Yeah. So if you keep them going on for a long time... Well, you make a it's lot still, of money off of them. And if you died. don't yeah, resolve get it. it, there's another reason to go back to war. So, yeah. 
We get it. Make more money. Okay, so now the next one. Jesus Christ is telling us all things here. And there shall be famines. Stop right there. Let's go back to Genesis or Revelation chapter 6. And when he opened the third seal, I heard the third God's living creature say, that's the Zoe, come and see. And I beheld lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four say, a measure of wheat for a penny and three measures of barley for a penny. See thou not hurt the oil and the wine. This black horse is always famine. That represents famine. When we're talking about bread, when you see what's a penny in, in biblical, when you translate within the Bible, you'll see that's a denarius, and that was a day's wage. Uh, that was uh, the amount that would, that would uh, amount usually, you could, for a day's wage, one-eighth of a day's wage, you could get a loaf of bread. Okay, now what they're saying is bread by weight means scarcity. We're talking the basic necessities of life, food and shelter, you're just gobbling up your whole paycheck. It's major inflation. A day's pay for a loaf of bread. A day's pay just to get basic, you know, just for the basic necessities of life. And that's what we're talking about here. Amos chapter 8, 13 lets us know that the famine in the end times is for hearing God's word taught with truth. To get the bread of life in you. The bread of life in the living waters means you'll never hunger or thirst after the ways and things of the world. You're on the road. Or you've, you're in line at the ministry of salvation. You're on the road to, 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 for, with your Savior, our Deliverer, our Redeemer. Now, always remember that we're talking about the economy here. Here's the one world economy that's got everybody enslaved right now. And think about this too. One in seven Americans is on food stamps. And it's supposed to be like the richest country in the world. And Toronto, Ontario, Canada... It's supposed to be like a, a, a landmark city or a world-class city. 1.5 million people last year had to use the food bank. You don't think there's a famine? Then you can go over into the more unfortunate countries where they have dictators and tyrants and just people who, who just embezzle all the money. For instance, like that big country in Africa, the, the one in the middle. Like just back-to-back -back governmental systems that went over 30 years and embezzled billions of dollars, leaving their people and just grinding poverty, starving. So like that all over the world. There's, it's like people don't know where they're going to get their next meal. Food insecurity is a huge problem on planet Earth. But it's no problem for the treasurer of the world, Satan himself, to finance this big, huge war machine for trillions and trillions of dollars. Don't kid yourself, this seal's already wide open, Jesus Christ told us. Now, here we go with the pestilence. Matthew chapter 24, verse 7, and pestilence. Pestilence is just another word for pandemic, and you can uh, look that up all day long. And we're going to talk about that here. Back to Revelation chapter 6. Oh, I didn't, I didn't finish about not hurt the oil and the wine. Okay, there's a lot of places in the Bible where you can go to get that um, Mallory to get that translated. But let's just go hurt not the oil and the wine. Let's use the, the words of the Lord Jesus Christ himself when he was teaching about the Good Samaritan. And the Good Samaritan and Luke 10, 34 is a lesson for us how to treat others. And he went unto him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine. That's love and compassion, because you don't pour oil and wine on wounds. 
love and compassion and set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn and took care of him. That un There's your key of David right there. Always translate within the Bible. The Bible contains its own glossary. There's other places in the Bible about oil in the wine. That's our people. That's us. That's me and you who have the love of Christ in our hearts. The compassion. Don't worry. Hurt not the oil in the wine. We will get what we need. We will survive with the basic necessities of life. Now let's go on to the next one. Verse 7 of Revelation chapter 6. Pestilence, here's the pandemic, like Jesus Christ told us, and it's open. The seal's open. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard a voice of the fourth living creature of God say, Come and see. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse. Pale horse, that's pestilence, that's pandemic. And his name on him that sat on him was death and hell followed with him. Death and hell personified is just another name for Satan. Always remember, when you say Satan in the Hebrew language, you're saying adversary. Satan is the adversary to safety, security, stability, certainty. Satan can't pull it together. He, like, we think that we can govern ourselves. I don't know who thinks that mankind is 100% failure rate at governing themselves. And that was the whole thing that happened in the first age. If We're going to go to chapter 12 and 13 of the great book of Revelation but and talk about... Uh, what Satan did and has planned. But let's just stick on this. Here's pestilence. Here's the pandemic. And power was given unto them over to the fourth part of the earth. Fourth part just means northwest, east, south. The whole planet, okay? This is the first pandemic ever that is a man-made pandemic that's just gripped planet earth. And what's it for? To kill with the sword. What's the sword? We're going to stop right there and go to James chapter, chapter 3, 6. I'll tell you what the sword. This is why they're trying to kill you. They're trying to kill the truth right out of you. Satan wants your soul. James 3, 6. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. So the tongue among our members that defileth the whole body and setteth on fire the course of nature and, it's set, and is set on fire of hell. It's hellfire. Courses of time, the ages... As an individual's lifetime, the history and times of mankind. We're talking about the tongue motivates man to build weapons of mass destruction. And it stops, it turns people away from the truth. To kill you spiritually. The sword is the word from the mouth. What's the sword of the Lord Jesus Christ? The Lord Jesus Christ's sword comes from his mouth. We think it's like a sideshow. Like get those artist depictions out of your mind. What comes out of his mouth is the truth. And the truth is the great separating force between right and wrong, good and evil, and heaven and hell. And you can't compromise or negotiate your way in there. It's yea or nay. That's so refreshing that the Lord Jesus Christ tells the truth. What's the next thing? They're going to kill you. They're spiritually trying to kill you. It's a spiritual war. It's not a military war. And with hunger... You're going to hunger for the truth. How many people sit around watching TV charts, graphs, uh, analysts, speculators, experts in their field? You ever going to get the truth from that? No, you get uncertainty. No stability. No security. You don't feel safe. It's fear-mongering. That's your hunger. And death leave you spiritually dead. And with the beasts of the earth, this word beast is a totally different word than the word beast just in the last verse. So we give a lot of thanks to the translators. I'm sure it was hard. 
you know, not being a, a, a biblical scholar to try and translate this, but they did a fairly good job, but they did a terrible job here. And this word beast here is translated from the Greek word therion. It's 38 times in the book of Revelation. The other word bezone is 20 times in the book of Revelation. So they had no right to use this word beast all the time. But 38 times in the book of Revelation, and another two times in the book of Acts, chapter 10 and 11, and we just taught the book of Acts 10 and 11. It's 40 times it always means anti-Christian dynasties, including tangible earth leaders, who Jesus Christ, being the living word, warned us are destined to control the affairs of humanity in these end times. The global political economical system. The educational empires. This word beast means dangerous, destructive trap. It actually hunts you as game. That translates out and interprets the book of Isaiah, which we taught last winter, where it says it is. it will ambush you. It comes in through the walls. The man of the house is useless at protecting his house from this ambush of lies and deception that our Lord Jesus Christ is telling us about. The translators call it a beast here. Fair enough. I get it. Okay, so there is your pandemic. Jesus Christ told us. Okay, the pandemic's here, obviously. What's next? Martyrdom. And that never made sense to me. I struggled with that for years. I couldn't figure this one out. Now it makes sense. Martyrdom. Let's go to uh, back to Matthew 24. Martyrdom means they're going to try and beat the truth out of you. This this was always, I don't know how people did it back in the day. Like, well, we struggled through it too, Tammy. We were like, what's this mean? What can this possibly mean? But now we know. Martyrdom. And Jesus Christ is going to tell us about martyrdom right here. Okay, after pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. I want to say something about earthquakes here. Did you know, Tammy, if you're still awake on remote location down in London, Ontario, Canada, that there are over, average, I'm just going to say average, I'm going to say on the lowest side too, 375 earthquakes over 2.0 on the Richter scale every single day lately. You can look that up. It's happening now. Earthquakes in diverse places. And these are the beginnings of sorrows. And here's martyrdom right now. They shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and you shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Deliver you up? They're going to stand there. This is the mockers and scoffers. And this happens within your own family. Oh, just seen the looks I got when I was starting a church a long time ago. Or even when I said I've been studying the Bible for 20 years. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know, mockers and scoffers, their power only lies within accusation, never fact. They just run their mouths. They never understand the argument. They, as far as the pandemic's concerned, also, people don't understand the argument. They don't understand the science, but, oh, they've personified an opinion. Now watch this. And then shall many be offended. Yeah, a lot of people are offended by the word of truth. A lot of people are offended by God's word. And shall hate one another. Has there ever been more hate and division on planet Earth globally than right now. People just hate each other for no reason except for their uneducated opinions. And many 
false prophets shall rise and deceive many. These are people on the TV. This is the most trusted name in news. This is wherever you're trying to find truth and certainty from. If it's from your preacher, who's unfortunately using the Bible as a random book of quotes. Uh, I know a preacher around here that's praying for the pandemic to end. I said, what, are you praying for prophecy to end? Like, would it kill you to read one, one chapter of the Bible here? If God said this pandemic... Our Lord Jesus Christ told us all things. Afterwards comes martyrdom. Now, I'm going to go down here. You can read all this stuff. We're flying through the fifth seal here, which lines up with the fifth trump and fifth vial, but we're not teaching that at the moment. But the fifth seal in Revelation chapter 6 is martyrdom. I'm going to read it, okay? He opened the fifth seal, which is open now. And I saw under the altar under God's altar, the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they had held. These are the people that have passed on already. And remember what slander means in the Bible. God hates slander. Satan slandered God and challenged God's sovereignty. And this is what we're into right now. We'll go to Revelation chapter 12 in a second. One third of us, of God's children, God's stars, the hosts of heaven, followed Satan. And I am mortified to think I'm one of them. Where's the other two thirds? They didn't have to pass through the matrix once born innocent of woman. We all did. And our Lord Jesus Christ suffered for the glory after to come rescue us, the sinners, to tell us, look, you guys have one chance here. This is strike two. Strike one. You followed Satan in the first age, as it's written. We're not going to document all that now. We've talked about it so much. The first age, 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 5, Revelation chapter 1, I mean Genesis chapter 1, verse 1, and verse 2. There's a huge gap there. We followed Satan. God had to wrap up the affairs of times on that age because the universe is a place of peace. And this adversary, Satan, had us one-third of us. We have to come to terms with what's inside of us so that God can reconcile us through the Lord Jesus Christ. We have to dump everything that's inside of us. Now, these people are already up there. They're in front of the altar of God, even though they received much tribulation and got taunted and were even killed physically. But always remember, fear not those who can kill the body, but those who can kill the soul. People trying to kill these people. Okay, they're already there. And they cried with a loud voice saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on earth? And white robes were given unto every one of them. That's purity. And it was said unto them that they should rest yet for a little season until their fellow servants, that's me and you, drive that India be somebody. Set yourself aside. Signify yourself to the Lord and to others. We are one of the fellow servants of the overcomers. We're here in the here and now. Also their brethren, that's me, you, that's the whole human family, whomsoever will, that should be killed as they were, should be fulfilled. This is God's plan. Acknowledging martyrs. It's acknowledging people that, yeah, People come along and they have satanic demons, devils, evil spirits playing a snare drum in their head. And what do they do? They use Satan's currency on you. And that's doubt. The power of the tongue and the penalty of sin. We just went through that. The fundamentals of the adversary. 
also known as Satan, the lesser of the two unique light givers from Genesis chapter 1, verse 14, 16, is to get you to buy into his currency of enlightenment. Of those two unique light givers, whose currency are you buying into? Lord Jesus Christ, salvation, the Savior, the Redeemer, the kinsman Redeemer. But look at this currency. Doubt is Satan's currency. Doubt is what gives Satan his power. Doubt is Satan's precious commodity. Doubt is what Satan traffics. It is his merchandise. Doubt is Satan's way of competing with the truth. Mankind has come up with a volume of knowledge that society has deemed fit for learning. It is loaded with inconsistencies, theories, pseudoscience, hypothesis, speculators, ethically corrupt lawyers, scientists that can be bought, which translates into doubts. Doubt is the denominator of controversy. The Word of God is permanently consistent. It answers every logical and moral objection known to mankind. God's Word is the unchanging principled reason resolve of a divine higher power written in the councils of eternity. It covers infinity back to this present day to infinity forward. God's Word gives you security, stability, certainty, safety. It's given to us through the greater of the two unique light givers of, of Genesis chapter 1. Let's think. Satan is the treasure of the world. Was the economy ever stable? Even in your household? Never. Satan is the schoolmaster of the world. His students are all those who allow themselves to be ambushed by deception. The basic mass instinct of humanity who utterly fail in the realm of critical thinking. Satan is clutter. God is clarity. And clutter is the enemy of clarity. And doubt is the currency of clutter, like I just said. Now let's talk about this pandemic a little bit. Jesus Christ told us this would happen. He told us, hey, all things. Mankind is a terrible liar. They're just horrible liars. We know when it comes to war that China's leading the war with nuclear-powered subs. This is mankind's governing piece, military buildup. Okay, space. In space, they have war weapons, cyber weapons, guided weapons, drones, munitions, hypersonic weapons, five times the speed of sound now. Gee, thanks a lot, science. You know what? If science was uh, brought down to one man, say, hypothetically speaking, he'd be in the Hague charged charge for crimes against humanity. And people will sit there at a table with me, who don't understand the science, and they don't understand the argument, say, I trust science. You're just mimicking some stooge off the global media. You trust science? Cruise missiles, ballistic missiles, nuclear missile silos, Well, there's people suffering of grinding poverty and starvation and food insecurity around the world? No, let's build some biological weapons. Thank you, Wuhan Institute of Virology. Oh, and thank you. We love Americans because no Canadians listen to us here, Tammy. But the Wuhan virus sponsored by gain-of-function American money. Thank you very much. It's not the American people. It's the foreign policy. We have to understand that. Let's see. Let's just talk about something quickly here. I'm just going to talk about. Uh, I, wanna, I just want to touch on something here. 
okay? There's an unprincipled con compromise about the censorship of science. There is a united front to not put anything in the public domain to question the Chinese or even the American narrative about the origins, origins of COVID-19, the man-made virus. Okay, it was made by gain of function. Taking a natural virus and manipulating it to infect humans. Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are, Dr. Fauci and Peter Zanzik, the medical... You know what? They're in the Medical Journal of the Lancet, which has lost all its credibility. This Danzig is president of the EcoHealth Alliance. 15 years sent U.S. grant money to the Wuhan Virology Institute for bat research for gain of function to take a natural virus and manipulate it to infect humans. They Frankenstein this virus with American money and Chinese Wuhan Institute of Virology. Jesus Christ knows what's in your heart. John chap in the early chapters of John, oh, when we're talking about um, Judas, the little money bag thief. I never hear pastors teaching this, but you know Judas already bought a chunk of land with money he was stealing from the money bag. Jesus, Jesus knew what was in his heart. He, it was no surprise. Jesus didn't care. He just said, "I know what's in people's hearts. I'm giving you time to repent. That's why I came down here. I'll suffer for your sins. I'll take the lowest earthly position for you." And suffer for your sins. The next field that Judas didn't buy. It was the Sadducees and Pharisees. For the price of a wounded slave. Our Lord Jesus Christ. 30. Whatever. What do you call them? Penensos? I forget. 30, 30 bucks let's just say. That's what that other field was bought for. But anyway. These guys. Who have done this to us. You can read about Dr. Fauci. He has an article back in 2012 that I found, because I don't get my news off the mainstream media. I went back and read countless medical journals. And there I saw Dr. Fauci. And he's talking about gain of function back in 2012, 2014. Why is the President of the United States standing there talking about there will be a respiratory virus within the next five years? We have to be ready for it. What are you talking about, dude? Like, who says that? Did Nixon say it? Did Clinton say it? Did, did President Ford say it? Jimmy Carter? No. And then it happened. You guys knew what you were doing. Who takes a natural virus and manipulates it to infect humans except the evilest human beings on planet Earth? Let's go back to 2005. We have a video of this guy in a, in a debriefing room, a CIA briefing room. One of the richest guys in the world. He didn't even finish high school. What, who does he think he's a scientist now? Does, did he go to one science class? Who knows? This guy's going around thinking he's the vaccine king of the world. He used the human population like guinea pigs in a downtrodden population like India and Africa who could never defend themselves legally against this guy who just used his vaccine mandate and tried to cover it up with words like philanthropist. And there he is, 2005 given a briefing, and you will never find this video on mainstream media, given a briefing about releasing a respiratory virus and following up with a, a vaccine to change people's thought patterns. Remember, why did he want to do that? Oh, they wanted to control uh, religious extremists. Well, 
we're religious extremists because we have the love of Christ in our heart and we extremely know the truth. How's he going to do that? By messing with your RNA strand, which is attached to your DNA, which is the writers, erasers, and readers of your reactive attitude. Don't you think otherwise? Research it for yourself. The Bible says God made us. He made us in His image. So if you've gotten the vaccine, be very careful when you feel argumentative. Be very careful when you find the Word of the Lord disgusting. Be very careful when you think you can find certainty, security in money, politics, mainstream religion, or the religion coming from the most trusted name in news whose schoolmaster is none other than Satan himself. So, did Jesus Christ tell us all things? He most certainly did. And we're going to leave it at that, Tammy, for today. Um, do you have anything okay. to, to add, Tammy? Well, um, you know, there's. I just wanted to say that people that trust science, there's also two gain-of-function labs that are currently operating in the United States. That's, that's just disgusting. So it, it's not only... Just disgusting. You know, in China. But... Um, the United States is doing biological and viral warfare. This is crazy. Well, this is just crazy. That's pure evil. You know, and you know, when the government um, privatizes all of the natural resources and our energy and, like, they privatize this and then the rich people come in and buy it all up. Like, Bill Gates don't, is don't, one don't, don't owns, means, like, yeah. the most land in the United States and he's buying up land in other countries. Yeah, there's another because, argument to that too, but um Well I know, but yeah. let me finish my statement. Okay. You state it. Yeah. Uh, there is a reason why the very elite rich are buying up all of the natural resources. That's true. That's just something because, to think about. Yep. Pardon? Yep, that's something to think about for sure. There, there's, in the long game, there's a reason all these rich people are hoarding all of the natural resources. Because at some point in time, we are going to be left with nothing. And we are just going to be worker bees for these elite people because they are going to dole out little bits of natural resources. Well, it, it's true that we're exhausting the resources of planet Earth. God gives us examples, too, of great like kingdoms, heathen kingdoms, but like, say, the Mayan nation or the Babylonian or the Alexandrian. There is not one culture or great nation that has not found its demise by exhausting its resources. And the Mother Earth can't keep up with what people's greed is. Mother Nature can handle everybody's need. God is draw Yahweh Azura. He will give you what you need, but he, he, Mother Earth can't give every, fill everybody's greed. Now let's talk about the pandemic for a quick second. China is the only country that profited during the pandemic. Okay, And pharmas, big pharma is the only other one that profited during the pandemic. Everything is fair in business, even genocide. We know that China's doing genocide right now. And everything is fair. It doesn't matter. The, the human population is being viewed as 
exploitable and expendable. And everybody knows that this virus, you know, it's taken two years for people. And we have to consider human frailty because the mainstream media and Satan is a supernatural force. He was made in the highest supernatural order. He's the schoolmaster of the world and he knows people. And they followed this, but people are now understanding, wait a minute, this is not a natural virus. This Dr. Fauci is this straight out, not straight up guy. And why are we dealing with China? Like China, they claim to be a democracy, but they're one party. They have no elections. Opposition to elections is outlawed. There's no free media. There's no judiciary. It's a rubber stamp parliament autocracy. And just think about that. Like, why are we still making China such a big thing? Well, the Bible tells us why. Evil is just feeding off people's greed and gluttony. Now, I wanted to say one more thing about where I get my, my um, medical journals from. Yeah, I know how to get into the internet pretty deep. I don't want to say any more about deep web thing. But researchgate.net, sciencedirect.com. We talk about the American Journal of Medicine, the New England Journal of Medicine. I used to enjoy reading these when I was younger. The Lancet have become nothing but peer-reviewed blog posts whose narratives reflect the mandate of Big Pharma. They have lost all their credibility. Humanity is Big Pharma's trillion-dollar commodity. Big Pharma does not make money off a healthy population. Their mandate is money. Create a disease, cash out on it. You don't think that's true? Just look at the history. Look at the opioid crisis. The opioid, opioid, opioid thing that they did with Oxycontin. They don't care. They do not care about humanity. It's the same thing as what we just covered about the big pork lesson in the last podcast. The, the American meat lobby does not care about humanity. The, and you know what? I think we've talked enough today, Tammy. Um, I've used my brain so much that it's, it's hurting, like I tried to tell you before. Yeah. My, I yeah, feel it's a like headache. It's, it's not a headache. It's, I'm trying to use brain more than strain. 10% is, of my brain. Is Michael having brain strain right now? Yeah, as soon as I look outside, and it's pouring snow sideways. And pouring I've, snow? Or flaking snow. What? What? What's, <laughs> what's it doing? Oh, I forgot. Snow. Dude, we didn't go to... Oh, okay, there's going to have to be a part two to this. Because I totally forgot to go to Revelation chapter 13. I totally forgot. We're going to have to do part two tomorrow. Of the pandemic, okay? I can't believe I forgot that. I have like a ton of notes in front of me too. But uh, anyways, that's enough for today. I want to thank you very much for listening. My name is Mike. This is Companion Chapel. Come visit us at thecompanionchapel.com. Your time, your money, contributions, whatever. God's gift, talent you have. God expects you to use it in the many-membered body of Christ. And I want to thank you very much for listening. God bless everybody. Tammy, do you have any parting words? Uh, no, I just want to say God bless everybody. Yeah, I guess I do. Yeah, God bless everybody, and thank you for joining us. Yeah, and it's all American. It's mostly contact us. We yeah, contact us. Emails. You know, companionchapel at gmail dot com. And another thing, we want to give a. Great shout out to the American listeners all down through Florida and through down through California, Washington, down through uh, Columbus, Ohio. Now you know that in Columbus, Ohio, I have a connection to Columbus, Ohio because my uncle oh, had a TV show there called PM Magazine, <laughs> and he was also a DJ down in Buffalo, New York, and his name was Super Shannon, Steve Shannon. PM Magazine, back in the 70s and 80s, he was the dude, he was the man, NBC, that was awesome, it was so cool, that guy could run his mouth like nobody's business, he could just go, he was called the motor mouth of the East Coast, what, 
Well, you're the motor mouth of <laughs> southwestern Ontario. <laughs> I'd love that guy. He was so awesome. He's passed on now. Why, That's my uncle Steve Reed. Call you DJ Mouthy Mike. Well, I don't know where I got it from, but I'm sure it wasn't hereditary. I think it was from hanging around Tammy Lynn for too long. <laughs> 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 Anyways, I want to thank everybody for listening. Have yourself a great day, and bye for now.